Lauren Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Crystal Finn, cast member in Birthday Candles, Roundabout Theater Company's production at the American Airlines Theater. Well, welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And we want to talk about the fact that Birthday Candles tells the story of Ernestine Ainsworth, who spends her 17th birthday agonizing over her insignificance in the universe. Soon enough, it's her 18th birthday, even sooner, her 41st, her 70th, her 101st, an infinity of dreams, one cake baked over a century. And it's your Broadway debut. So first off, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Now, you began prep for your Broadway debut, which included two weeks of rehearsal before the shutdown. Yes. Two years ago. Yep. What were you thinking at the beginning of that shutdown? I think that I sort of survived the shutdown by just kind of letting it, <laughs> letting it all go. I didn't even know. I, I wasn't even really thinking of myself as an actor necessarily anymore. You know, I just said, I'm going to take this time, focus on some other things and think about other parts of my life. And, um, so, so I, I really didn't know if the show would come back. Uh, It all feels just very lucky that it did come back. Mm -hmm. Well, you're also a playwright having written becoming live almond, which the New York times writes of your play that you write with such sharp edge and lines with a comics polish, making us laugh and even empathize with her character, with her scattered, clueless, crazy character, an effort that Miss Omen herself would no doubt respect. So Crystal, how does your work as a writer influence your work as an actor? Well, I think, um, you know, I was listening to an interview you did with David Greenspan, um, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. And he's a, a hero of mine and a, just a hero of the theater. And he gave a great answer that I'm just going to steal, which is that I think it makes you a better actor because you really know what playwrights want. <laughs> and you're able to sort of just pretend like, well, what if I wrote this play? What would I want? What would I want my actor to do here? And so I think it helps you act in in that way and hopefully acting helps you write too but I think writing is harder in a lot of ways you're you're on your own kind of wrestling with something you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll be happy to have been borrowed <laughs> yes <laughs> and writers and directors also seem very attracted to you with their own new plays And as they're being developed, you seem like a very desirable actor for them, which is really quite a compliment and a skill. Do you owe that to the same ability and interest as a, as a writer? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I think I really love new plays. And so I think that if there is a reason that, you know, um, that I might be right for new plays. I think partly it's just because I really love them. And because I have tried writing them, I also sort of understand that new plays cannot look or sound or feel sometimes like we expect them to. And so I think I'm willing to live with a certain amount of discomfort and also a certain amount of sort of not knowing what something is 
And that maybe is, you know, helpful for, for writers and allows plays to sort of be themselves rather than trying to make plays into something that we've seen before in a play already, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you live at such a complex intersection of creative and actor and writer. And I, I give you such credit for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and well, here we are two years since the beginning of the shutdown, and you're finally making your Broadway debut in a play that asks the question, what makes a lifetime into a life? And with your own time working on the play, is there an answer to that question? Oh gosh, what makes a lifetime into a life? I would have to even think about, you know, truly what that means. But I think the pandemic is Mm -hmm. one answer for all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's something we certainly all talked about and felt when we came back to the play, Mm -hmm. there was our sort of answer, you know, this two years out of time in a way where what actually matters and what actually defines you is, is, um, you know, felt very different than it may have in the previous two years, you know, that you're really defined much more by these moments of love or mm. compassion or, or whatever mm. you can muster between the intimate people in your life. Mm-hmm. So I think that the play, the play is, is trying to answer that. I think in a sort of spiritual, a spiritual way, I think Noah would be okay with me using that word in a, in an almost Buddhist way. Um, that these small moments of our life are, are, are what make our identities are what make our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're referring to Noah Hadel, the playwright. Yes. The New York times calls Noah's work also making his Broadway debut, a writer of free will ambition with a poignant new play as fearless in scope as it is tremendous in heart. So as you were in that rehearsal room, what was it like as the play was being refined? Well, he was very involved, you know, as I think most new writers are, and that was really a delight and really wonderful to have him. I think he, the bones of the play and the structure of the play, I think were very intact, but I, he definitely made a lot of small changes um, throughout and some bigger ones too, but you almost had to be careful with him because he, you could, you know, (laughs) say something the wrong way and then he would want to change it. Or you'd say something offhand, like questioning something and he'd immediately erase it. And you'd say, no, 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 wait. I don't know. So he was, (laughs) he was pretty ready to, to, you know, make changes. And um, that's always very fun. Mm, I bet. Well, you now you play, three different characters in this 90 minute play. Yeah. Joan and Alex and Beth. Do you have a favorite? Well, I, you know, in some ways there are three different characters in some ways, they're sort of the same character, yeah. at least how I think of yeah. them. They're kind I... of the reincarnation in a way of, of, of maybe one soul, but um, I mean, Joan is Joan is a delightful character, and obviously the one I was cast to play because <laughs> I'm a weirdo, you know. Um, and she's a real kook, but she's really a fun fun character. And when I read the script, like I knew her both emotionally, 
but also I think I understood the family tree of plays that she came from. Like I under, mm. I felt in her this tremor of other um, plays that I feel like I understood Chris Durang plays and um, Tina Howe plays and mm. even Harry Condolian and these other writers who I felt like I understood her in conversation with some of those, those kooky plays from like the seventies. So I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked her both formally and internally. Mm-hmm. And recognizing your take on that, they're the same character, perhaps reincarnated with the same soul. Is that a way that you're able to get from one to the other within the context of such a short piece? I mean, I think that the play, that that's sort of what the play is asking. I, To be honest, I really haven't thought about character difference all that much, mm-hmm. partly because the play is so interested in language and the way that language repeats and gets sort of passed down through generations. And the later characters I play, in, in some ways, they are composites of language that has been passed down. Mm. So mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. didn't even worry myself too much about like, you know, who is this person? How are they different? How are they the same? Like, I just sort of let that language be the, the kind of outline and didn't worry. I didn't think about it too much. I didn't worry about it too much to be totally <laughs> well, honest. No, no reason to. And the language yeah. rules for yes. sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the play is directed by Vivian Banesh. And have yeah. you worked with her before? I hadn't, but I had, um, she used to um, run a theater at Chautauqua. And they uh-huh. would bring a group of young non-equity actors from graduate programs to work there in the summer. And mm-hmm. so they would come and audition the various students at grad schools. And so I auditioned for her when I was very young in grad mm-hmm. school and mm-hmm. had been very warm with her from those auditions. I never, you know, I, I didn't end up going to Chautauqua, so I didn't work with her, but I knew her just a tiny bit from that. But it's been a really nice reunion Mm. And what was the audition process like for Birthday Candle? Well, it was pretty standard, I guess. It was a long time ago. God, it was like, (laughs) you know, it was before, I I don't know when it was, but um, it it was pretty standard. I I went in for an initial audition and then we had uh, a call back and I had done two shows at Roundabout Underground before. So they, they knew me a little bit there before, you know, from working before, but, um, you know, I had never met Noah before, obviously. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, the play stars theater and TV star Deborah Messing, who plays the same character throughout the 90 minute play for you to have various scenes with her as different characters, what was that process like in creating the work? Well, I think she, you know, has to be responsible for holding the whole journey of this life in Mm -hmm. her, you know, in her heart and in her mind. So she's sort of, she's 
in a, in a sense, I think of it as like the sun moving across the sky, you know, she has to go from morning till night. Um, and all of the changes that, you know, subtly happen in between. And, and we kind of just, the rest of us sort of pop in and out and put some different wigs on and stuff. So, you know, she really has to, to hold, to hold all those changes of what, where you are at different moments in your life. So I think when I'm coming on in different scenes, I'm trying to think about where she is in that journey across the sky and just think about kind of what am I doing to her for her in in, in this moment of her, you know, is it dawn? Is it nighttime for her? Like what's, where in the journey is she and, and why is my character coming on? at this moment so that, that's sort of what I'm trying to to think about it it's such a beautiful way to hear you describe something that is so touching and deeply emotive for the audience and and I thank you for all of this insight Crystal oh thank you so much for having me I'm Lauren Schneider with Crystal Finn, cast member of Birthday Candles at Roundabout Theatre Company's production at the American Airlines Theatre. Thank you. Thank you.